Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Monday, the 24th of August. Now, I've talked quite a lot about Taiwan over the last week or so because increasingly the unexpected strength of its data makes it difficult to avoid. For example, last week, we had its July export orders up 12.4% year-on-year and two standard deviations above trend, and we had it reporting a quarterly current account surplus of $21.77 billion, the best since the first quarter of 2018, and surprisingly, featuring a hitherto unseen surplus on the services trade. The week before, we'd reported on monthly earnings rising 4.1% year-on-year in June, with a monthly movement 2.6 standard deviations above trend. And the news continues to surprise. Today, we learned that July's retail sales rose 2.5% year-on-year and were 1.6 standard deviations above trend. And whilst wholesale sales were still down 0.7% year-on-year, the monthly was 1.2 standard deviations above trend. Industrial production was up only 2.6%, but this was against a tough base of comparison and was basically exactly on trend. No, what I want to draw your attention to today, however, is what's happening to Taiwan's money numbers. In July, M2 rose 5.9% year-on-year, which doesn't sound particularly spectacular, but the monthly movement was 2.1 standard deviations above historic seasonal trends, and this amplifies June's extraordinarily strong break above trend, 5.4 standard deviations. What's happening? Well, the first thing to say that this is not just money growth fired by bank lending. Yes, bank lending was up 0.5% month on month and 7.2% year on year, but deposits were also up by 1.3% month on month and 6.2% year on year, with the result that net deposits flowing into Taiwan's banking system were up 441 million NT dollars. And that's the strongest monthly net inflow of deposits since February 2009. And I'm pretty sure it's the second largest in Taiwan's history. Drilling down further, we can see that reserve money spiked in June in sequential terms and was up 8% year on year and was again almost unchanged in monthly terms in July. But then look at what's driving the rise in reserve money. Massive inflows of foreign capital. The rise in foreign assets came to 160.2 billion NT dollars in July, following 103.6 billion in, July, in June. To put that into some sort of perspective, the average monthly gain on the previous 12 months was 47.4 billion, and the average monthly since 2011 is just 29.1 billion. So we're looking at three to four times the sort of flows we'd expect. Basically, Taiwan has seen nothing like this inflow of capital since the height of the financial crisis. Oh, and this increase isn't recording the impact of currency movements. The impact of valuation changes are, in fact, excluded from these numbers. Naturally, the government and central bank are both trying to sterilize what they can of these inflows. In July, the government withdrew 63.6 billion of its deposits, and the central bank issued 106 billion worth of CDs and other securities to drain money out of the market. But evidently, not all of those inflows are being sterilized. Last week, I looked at the way Taiwan's services balance had got into surplus 
and looked at second quarter capital inflows showing up in the balance of payments and asked whether it was possible that bits of Hong Kong's traditional business and capital flows were trickling over to Taiwan. After all, the world, including many people who already live in Hong Kong, probably needs a good and friendly China. And it looks as if the mainland government isn't much interested in Hong Kong keeping that role. Now, I don't think the Hong Kong to Taiwan transfer is a done deal. Too many people have got too much time, capital, sentiment and, and friendship ties invested in Hong Kong. And that includes me. And for Westerners, at least, Taipei is obviously a more difficult proposition than Hong Kong. Nevertheless, if your family is in Hong Kong because someone at some point decided they didn't like the look of communist China, you might find the move to Taipei rather easy, rather attractive. And were that to happen, some of the telltale signs would be, well, increased services exports, large-scale capital inflows, a build-up of deposits in Taiwan's banking system, and an outperforming economy, which sort of echoes what the data is telling us right now. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. And if you got something out of it, and I think this is actually a thought-provoking issue, then spread it around. Perhaps recommend the bulletin to your colleagues. And if you'd like to know more about cold water economics, then please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. Thank you.